0: in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. After the loss of her sister, Maeve struggled with grief during the holidays. You know, losing a loved one is never easy. But when Maeve's mother tells her and her little brother Justin... The Story of the Christmas Angel, it reassures them that the pain they feel is an extension of their love for their sister. And if they look closely, they will see signs throughout the year as gentle reminders that she is always with them. Christmas Angel was written by Wendy Mesner. Wendy is also the founder and executive director of Rage Against Addiction. It's a story of love, loss, and hope. And on this episode of Hartford County Living with Rich Bennett, I'm doing something special. Wendy's actually going to read Christmas Angel. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Hartford County Living with Rich Bennett, coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Hartford County, living with Rich Bennett. So today I am sitting here with one of my favorite people. We actually uh, do the podcast, Rage Talk, together, Uh, Wendy Messner, who is the executive director of Rage Against Addiction, and um, with Christmas coming up, Wendy had written a book. What two years ago?
1: Uh, it's yes, it's been a couple years. Okay,
0: uh, called Christmas Angel, and I wanted to do something different this time. As with other authors, other authors that I've had on, we've talked about the book and about their you know, basically their career writing and everything. But with this, Wendy's actually gonna read the book.
1: I am gonna read it.
0: Before you start reading it, tell everybody, I guess, how the book came about.
1: I wrote Christmas Angel after my daughter passed away. Uh she died in two thousand fifteen um from a drug overdose. And this book was something that really just came to me um she died on christmas day so um Hmm. shortly after um i just started writing it just flowed out of me and i did get it self-published um it's with its second publisher right now that's a self-publishing company Uh, the first one was something i had to um they they stopped wait a
0: minute it's self-published but you're on your second self-published publishing yeah
1: the first the first company that i went with a month after um everything was finished they went out of business so that was unfortunate so i had to restart
0: how's that work though if you're self-published how do you go through a company i'm lost there
1: well it's i wrote the book i wrote right. the the manuscript and then i um got an illustrator that was a local, um, retired art teacher, Sharon. And, um, she was a friend of mine's friend and she was very, um, interested in helping me. We sat down and we talked about what I wanted in the illustrations and she actually helped the book come to life. So I was really happy with that. Um, then the goal as self publishing is you do find a company that is going to be able to you know, make the actual hard copies right. of the book and help with some editing. So I, when I did that, I kind of went into it not really knowing a whole lot. The company that I used um, wasn't probably the best one to start out with. Okay. So then after that happened, I went, and now it's with Friesian Press. And so I kind of had to reinvent the wheel a little bit, but it is now available on Amazon. and um,
0: So yeah. originally it wasn't?
1: Um, it was uh, it was available through their publishing company. Okay. So I don't want to say that. I don't name. know how yeah. all that works. Yeah, and you know what? I still don't either, so <laughs> that's why I was hoping today this would help, you know, maybe get Christmas Angel out there right. a little bit. So uh, Because when you do self-publish, you kind of have to self-market as right. well.
0: Kelly, if you're listening, Wendy needs your help. <laughs> so help her. So i I'm sorry, go ahead, no,
1: it's fine, Rich asked me to to read this, and I thought that this would be fitting um now that it is Christmas time and uh it's a lot of uh grief that surrounds the holidays for people, and this is really a story about love, loss, and hope, and um I just hope you enjoy it.
0: I'm looking at these illustrations these are pretty good, yeah,
1: they're beautiful, they really are. We sat down and we she she really took um my um things into consideration that I wanted the cat is a my daughter's cat there's yeah there's a lot of little personal things in here that if you know you know yeah which is really kind of cool each page there's some type of silhouette of an angel so oh I just
0: yeah, yeah so
1: that's always fun in a children's book to have something to find and I'll read the, the. Don't read that. Don't read that. Okay, I don't want I'm sorry. To be surprised about that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, um, my name is Wendy Messner, and I'm going to read "Christmas Angel" by Wendy Messner. And this book is in remembrance of Kelsey Talbot Brant, November twentieth, nineteen ninety-one to December twenty-fifth, two thousand fifteen. My daughter. As I drifted off to sleep, I thought I heard someone come into my room and gently sit upon my bed. Then I felt a tender kiss upon my head. I couldn't see her, my eyes were closed tight, but I think I saw an angel last night. Maybe it was the Christmas angel, Maeve's mom said as she walked into Maeve's room the next morning. What's a Christmas angel? Maeve asked. You don't know about the Christmas angel? Mom said with a smile. Maeve shook her head as she stretched in her bed. I will tell you tomorrow when we decorate the Christmas tree, Mom replied. Now it's time to wake up, sleepyhead, and get out of bed. Today is your Christmas party at school, and then you're off for winter break. You don't want to be late. I think it's going to be really great. Christmas break had always been Maeve's favorite time of the year, a time to bake cookies, shop for gifts, wrap them, and decorate the tree. But this year was different. Someone special was missing. She went to heaven way too soon. This year, we will be sad, and I will miss her instead of being able to be glad, thought Maeve. Mom says she's not really gone, that we carry her in our heart, but she isn't here, and something just feels wrong. After school and before Maeve got off the bus, Miss Gladdy, the bus driver, gave her a small gift and a wink. Merry Christmas, sweetie, she said. See you next year. As Maeve walked up the driveway to her house, she looked inside the gift bag. There were some homemade Rice Krispie treats shaped like Christmas trees and something silver. She reached into the bag and pulled out an angel Christmas tree ornament. Holding the angel in her hand, she read the engraving on it. You are loved. Maeve smiled. "'Hey, Mom,' Maeve said as she walked into the house. "'Look what Miss Gladie gave to me.' "'Then she started munching on a Rice Krispie treat. "'Her mom peeked around the kitchen corner. "'What did you get?' "'Just then, Maeve's little brother Justin ran to her to greet her. "'She kissed his head and handed her half-eaten treat to him. "'It's an angel for our tree,' she said to her mom.' Isn't that strange? It's just like the one in my dream last night. How was your party? It was okay, Maeve replied, taking off her coat. Mom walked over to Maeve and wrapped her arms around her daughter, then whispered in her ear. We all miss her, my dear. Losing a loved one is never easy. But remember the reason we hurt inside when someone dies. We love them so it hurts to have to let them go. The next morning... Justin entered Maeve's room. What day is it? He asked as he bounced onto her bed, holding his advent calendar. How many days till Christmas? Maeve reached for the calendar. She glanced over it, looked for the unopened door with the number 22 on it, three days, opened the door with the angel on it. Justin's little fingers carefully opened the paper flap to reveal a beautiful piece of chocolate shaped like an angel. It's the Christmas angel, he squealed with delight as the candy quickly disappeared into his mouth. Mom walked by Maeve's room carrying a box of decorations and reminded Maeve and Justin that they were decorating the Christmas tree tonight after dinner. Mave called down the hall after her. You will tell us about the Christmas angel, right? Yes, dear, I will tell you all about her. That evening, after dinner, as Mom pulled the Christmas decorations from their boxes, she began to tell Maeve and Justin the story of the Christmas angel. Once upon a time, long ago, there was a beautiful young woman who was loved very much by her family and friends. After she had suffered for many years from a terrible illness, Jesus decided to take her to heaven on Christmas Day. When everyone heard the news, a great sadness covered the town. How could this happen on such a special day? It was Christmas, and no one wanted to feel this way. Gifts sat unopened under the tree that day, and after many tears of sorrow fell, her friends and family decided they would decorate a Christmas tree in her memory. They gathered in the town square with all the ornaments they had to spare, They draped the tree in glitter and gold, and it shone brightly in the moonlight that gleamed on the new-fallen snow. When the tree was complete, they grew quiet and felt at peace, then headed home for the night to get some sleep. When morning came and the town awoke, something magical had happened to that little tree. It seemed to have come to life throughout the night. It seemed like a sign from the Christmas angel that she was now all right. Cardinals nestled in the tree and white dove feathers, soft as angels' wings, covered the ground beneath its branches. Majestic icicles, shaped like hearts, crescent moons, and snowflakes hung in the sunlight for all to see. As the people gathered around the tree, the white dove that sat on top flew away and an angel was left to stay. Justin and Maeve listened with delight as they heard about the Christmas angel that night. Mom explained that the tree kept on giving throughout the year with little reminders that the town's people's loved ones were always near. Each season, the tree would change, always bringing some kind of nature near, reminding them that those they had lost were never far away and they would meet again someday. When mom finished telling the story of the Christmas angel and the tree was trimmed, Maeve placed her angel ornament in memory of her sister on the tree for all to see. God always lets us know that our loved ones never really go. They are a cardinal on a snowy day and the crescent moon on a winter's night. They are the spring butterfly in flight. We will see their heartbeat in the firefly's flickering light and the dragonfly that soars high out of sight. We can feel their touch in the warm wind that flows and think of them when the wind chime blows. They are the hoot of the owl that wakes us just to let us know they are only out of sight and the toad that greets us at our doorstep sending us love forevermore. Maeve thinks the Christmas angel walked through her dream that night just to let her know that she was all right. Now she always looks to the clouds for a message or two that says I love you. And i just like to kind of say that this story was also inspired um, by my niece. She had come to me shortly after um, my daughter had passed away. And she said um, that she had had a dream. One night when I was in my bed, I heard my door open. A few minutes later... Something or someone sat on the edge of my bed. A minute later, someone or something kissed me and then said goodnight. Then it was gone. I think it was Kelsey, but I'm not sure. Through my eyelids, I saw a dark-haired angel with a white dress and wings. That was my niece when she was nine.
0: When she was nine?
1: Mm -hmm. She's 14 now.
0: And they say younger kids have a tendency to see and that was like the
1: that. inspiration for the story
0: Wow has she well I guess she, I mean I'm sure she's read, read the book oh yeah but has she said anything about any other dreams or anything
1: mm, no not, not really. like if, I guess it, uh, sometimes I feel like when someone passes we have these kind of moments early yeah. on. You know, I don't I don't I don't know.
0: Wow. That was that was good. Damn. And how long
1: did it take you to write that? Not long. Not long at all.
0: I mean it just kinda a day or two, or you just sat down and it just Um, I think right
1: I out. it was really it was already written. Right. I know how to like I already knew how it was gonna end. Like I knew from the time she told me about her dream, like how that was gonna progress and it just it kinda just flowed out of me. Um I don't really recall the actual timeline, but I was pretty um, quick to look for an illustrator. And if you look through the book, um, you know, and you can get it on Amazon, but if you look through the book, there's a lot of little personal things. Um, There's my daughter's cat. Uh, There is uh, pictures. This is my house. was my house at the time. And then like the... The number on the house is her birthday. So we put a lot of personal touches in there. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, when we had gone to my daughter's apartment after she had passed away, our Christmas presents were sitting underneath her tree. And um, my sister got a present, and there was an angel in it. No way. said, you are loved. And we that was incorporated into the book. Um, but. Wow. Yeah. To the little angel ornament was part of, you know, our story and her story. So, you know, it's just something that I think everyone would appreciate if they had lost someone during the holidays or any time. It's not specifically about addiction. It's about love, loss, and hope. So, um, you know, again, it's available on Amazon, and you can find my Facebook page for A Christmas Angel by Wendy Beck Mesner. And, uh,
0: what was the last part in the back you told me I couldn't look at?
1: That was the note from the oh, author. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. that kind of, like, puts it all together. You know, right. the inspiration, if you if you read the author's note, that kind of is how the book starts.
0: Okay. That was very good. Thank you. The part about the Cardinals, did you actually see Cardinals in the tree? Yeah,
1: we do a lot. But yeah, my so my uh... daughter is um she she really liked the moon, the crescent moon. So mm-hmm. when I said you're um the crescent moon on a winter's night, it now whenever I see that crescent moon, I feel like she's with me. Right. And it's just kinda funny. It's like with my family. Everyone has their own kinda like, you know, symbols when yeah. they have a loved one lost, but I felt like they were all very Um, symbolic, yeah. the fireflies, flickering light, you know, just all of it. So
0: do you ever, and I do this a lot, do you ever um, sense, almost like she's a guardian angel and sense that she's around at times?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't.
0: See, I I noticed that, like with my brother, and my wife and I picked up on this the other night. She's like, uh, why do I smell smoke?
1: Well, interestingly enough, I that I have had experiences right, um, right after she passed. Um, I came home actually from a grief group. We had an in-person Halo grief group, which is the Rage grief group. Right. And at first, it was in person, and the entire house smelled like flowers. It was unexplainable. It was so strong and so powerful. Yeah. No one had sprayed anything. Um it was just and then it lingered and it it was gone. So yeah. we had I had that experience and then um when my grandmother was in the hospital and right right before she passed away, her husband, my grandfather had passed away years before her, but he smoked a uh, a pipe, like right. a cherry cherry tobacco. Yeah. And we were all sitting in the room with her, and she was, you know, not going to to get better. Yeah. And uh, she was not conscious, and we were all sitting there silently. Like my family, we had a pretty large family, and um, all of a sudden, the entire room filled with uh, cherry tobacco smell. I'm 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 not kidding wow. you. I'm not kidding, and. We one by one, literally you could see it on everyone's face, smelled it. Everyone. And wow. I looked up and I said, "Do you guys smell something?" And my uncle like looked up and walked across the room, and it was almost as though he had walked into a wall of the scent and he went. like it was it was like a, a movie and, and literally then it was gone. I swear to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you
1: can't have a room full of 10 people smell the same thing. Right. That really isn't there. Yeah. I mean, there was no explanation. It was like like a part of the hospital. There was no hustle bustle. There wasn't people going around, walking around. It was just like a dark room late at night. And we all kind of had that same experience at the exact same time.
0: See, there's times where we can – my father – Smoked the little Winchester cigars had a distinct smell to them mm-hmm. Every once in a while, me, my wife, even my daughter, would smell them, and my daughter was way too young to even remember, you know, anything about my father. um But my brother had a like uh, um, a distinct scent to him, and every once in a while, we can smell that too. Now the weird thing is with the smoke we smelled the other day. I I, I think I messed up. I think it's, I said it was my brother, but. It smelled like my father. It was already around my father's birthday, too. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's just some things just, I think, I, I mean, I do believe in spirits only because I've experienced it before. Um, I do believe in guardian angels. And matter of fact, the, I, had, I don't know if I told you this story or not. Um, a friend of my daughter's, says that she sees things and there was something going on at the house or whatever, but people couldn't get out. I think it was a power outage or something. I can't remember. And we were talking to her. She says, well, go in the bathroom, take a picture of yourself in the mirror and send it to me. She didn't know about my daughter or anything. And, um, I did. And she got back to me. She says, well, I see two people behind you. Okay. She goes, there's, Looks like a little girl on your one shoulder, but she's very small because of the little feet, and she likes red, which my daughter had red hair. Aww. And the angel that I had in my daughter's hand is sitting on my nightstand next to a book that just so happens has an orange binder, next to a Himalayan salt rock, It's also you know throws off that orange light. Right. And she said, but there's also a very tall gentleman in a um, uniform. It's like okay. And I got the thing, it's like, all right, my brother was in the Army, but he went AWOL. So I don't think it would be him in a uniform. Right. And I told my sister about all this stuff. And she says, well, it's probably Pop Pop. I said, well, why will Pop Pop be standing over me? He really, Sean was his favorite. He really <laughs> talked to <laughs> Seriously. And uh, she goes, no, she goes, you don't understand. She goes, when you went in the Marine Corps and you graduated, Pop was very proud of you. She goes, yeah, he was very proud of of Terry when he went in the army, but when he went when Terry went AWOL, you know, that made Pop upset. But when you went in the Marine Corps, and you stuck with it. Pop was very proud of you. And it just so happened my grandfather Pop Pop was tall and in the army. Okay. And I was like, and he before he died, he was living with us at the house. Okay. So it's like, uh, okay.
1: You know it's it's, like, it's hard to say, but yeah, um, yeah. but I feel.
0: To me it puts me at ease.
1: Yes, it does. Because
0: I know somebody and some of the stuff I've been through, it's like I know it's been my guardian angel helping me, pull me out. You know, whether it be the chest pains or or well the other things, that hair loss is such I'm so smart, I'm outgrowing my hair. okay (laughs) tell everybody about rage against addiction and the website and how they can get in touch with you guys
1: uh yes um this book is you know not really about addiction but it was inspired because of my daughter's disease and unfortunately she did not make it um out into the recovery that i had hoped for but christmas angel um has been part of the journey as well so if you want more information about Rage Against Addiction you can go to rageagainstaddiction.org we have a closed Facebook group for uh, grief uh, for someone that was lost to uh, an addiction related death and that's Halo on Facebook it's a how to live without your addicted loved one, Halo. And um, for more information about Christmas Angel, you can find it uh, on Amazon. Just look for Christmas Angel by Wendy Beck Messner.
0: And I'll have the links in the show notes. All the times that you've talked about Halo, i really never put that and Christmas Angel together.
1: Well, Halo stands for when right. I created it, How to Live Without Your Addicted I mean, Love. Was one. that your
0: plan originally? I mean, did to you ever,
1: name it that?
0: Yeah, I mean, did you even think about how the two would tie together, Christmas Angel and Halo?
1: No, it wasn't planned. <laughs> Not at Isn't all. Isn't that
0: just weird though? I, yeah, think it's weird. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, unfortunately, um, there's definitely a need for people having um needing comfort during their grief. And we know that the holidays is a tough time. It's a trigger for a lot of people during the holidays. There's a lot of relapses. There's, unfortunately, there are deaths. um, Yeah. And, you know, we just, we try to be a comfort to everyone, you know, providing um, support to everyone, including the family. And this is the piece where, you know, I can, you know, contribute the most. Right. Like I said, like Rachel's amazing with the recovery houses, and yes, she is. It's just, uh, you know, we all have, we all do our part.
0: Wendy, thank you so much. Everybody listening, make sure you pick up a copy of Christmas Angel. I'll have the links down there for you um, to go and purchase it. And uh, you know, just again, phenomenal job. Very, very good. Thank you. So if you have an idea or someone you would like to hear on the podcast or if you would like to come on, let me know. Send an email to podcast at com, and I will do my best to either get that person on, get you on, or talk about the idea that you wanted me to talk about. And also, if you can, please, please, please leave a full review at lovethepodcast.com forward slash harco living. Again, that's. Love the podcast.com forward slash hardcode living. And also, please follow the Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash HCL show. Very simple to get to. Again, it's Facebook.com forward slash HCL show. What I tend to do is when you leave a full review and you follow the Facebook page, either or, or both, hopefully both, because it's a better chance for you. I do contests, or not contests, I give away things every once in a while. Whether it be gift cards or something else, this is your chance to win. And you can enter, well, of course, you can only leave like the page once, but they're full reviews as many times as you want, because you can leave a full review for certain episodes or for the podcast as a whole. And even if you liked it five years ago or left a review five years ago, you're in the drawing each time I do it. So, again, you know, for the reviews, go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash Hardcore Living. And please follow and like our page at facebook.com forward slash HCL show. And I want to leave you with these words that a very wise man taught me at broadcasting school. If it is to be, it is up to me.